Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 22nd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I uh, I just feel like I'm I'm back to normal life here. Back on uh, home soil, Central California. Central Cal. It was Ab- hot yesterday. I'll tell you what. We don't we don't have air conditioning because we live in a place that has typically fake summer. Um, and uh, it was it was a hundred degrees. It was it was you know. So is that uh, coldest winter I ever spent? Is the bullshit? Is that what we're suggesting? Or is are, you, is, are we like you're not San Francisco proper? So I'm not, not San Francisco proper, so I can't I can't <clears throat> cast those lofty uh, generalizations. But I'll say this: you know, when you're on like three hours of sleep and and you haven't slept very much the last uh, you know two weeks, and you get home and and it's a hundred and your house is just hot as shit. It's not a good recipe for, for reacclimating, but I'm, I'm feeling great. It's nice, nice, cool morning. And, uh, you know, this is the plight of plight of me, you know? Yeah. I walked right (laughs) off the, I I got right out of the cab or Uber or whatever it was. And I had to fold up a giant ass bounce house that was left (laughs) floating, you know, derelict in my backyard right into that. That was my chores. Um, it's good to be back. Good to be back. We have, this is kind of an amazing week of golf, a well-rounded week. It's kind of crazy. We come off this big men's major right into, uh, just a lot of good golf. In my opinion, uh, I wish it was more spread out quite honestly. Uh, it seems like stacked on top of each other in the same can, way. Can we talk about this LPGA. real quick? Yeah, go ahead. We got the U S senior open and the, the women's PGA two majors. Yeah. yeah. What and we had a major last week. Yeah. What and I think I've ranted about this before. What are we doing? What why why can't the governing bodies of the game have a little powwow and not have major championships conflicting with each other? Allow we can have one in September or something. Yes. I know like the the like you eliminate parts of the country if you start going crazy in January, February, things like that, but you can definitely move some majors to s- September, August. Uh, late August, things like that. I, like, I don't what understand. Are, what are we doing? Why? Yeah. Why is this happening? It's 2022. It's like it. It just requires an email thread. Maybe get on Slack or something. Get get a group uh, Slack five together. Families Slack with Marty Seriously, in there, sending like, emojis to Mike Wan and things like that. Talk to each other. Be like, hey, these are the dates we're thinking. Get some collaboration. Maybe it's a Google Drive, Google Doc. I don't know. I'm giving a bunch of free ads away here, but let's work together. Free ads. Let's not have free ads conflicting for Google majors. And Slack. You know these companies that need a little, little brand awareness. And for the record, for the record, this is one of the four weeks a year that we should have a senior senior event. This is one <laughs> of the four. This is the senior open. I'm all so in on. I- 
but it's favorite. going up against the 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 uh, women's PGA at a really cool course. Like what are? And then we've got we got PGA Tour event that really shouldn't exist either. I mean, oh, it, this the is travel, a good one. It's a good one, but it shouldn't be the you know it shouldn't be the week after the U.S. Open. I agree. Like just I agree. just it's, take it's, the week off. We got two majors now. Like what what is going on? It's it's too much. I'd say one of my favorite moments of the U.S. Open week was uh, this little behind the scenes. Jaime Diaz, we had the great fortune of being adjacent near Jaime. It had a couple hour plus powwows just on the state of the game that makes should have just away. been pods. Should have just had yeah, the oh, had the so mics rolling. Good, so good. Although, yeah, I mean, we might have gotten in trouble for different <laughs> things, but he was he was fighting on behalf of the Champions Tour, you know. And I kept he saying, was. "So you're the one." That's watching. Uh, he was fighting for Stephen Alker, like specifically brought up Alker before we even mentioned him. He like thought it was great, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Like he, so, you know, he there was, are people. He was thrown incendiary bombs at at Ernie <laughs> Island. Well, that's true too. Incendiary. It was. It was great it was to tough. be near Jaime, though. I mean, obviously, just the goat. Anyways, that that the, the senior tour defense was was. A, Big, big debate. Oh, can I add one more US Open behind the scenes thing before we get to a bunch of news that's big time? I, I, I assume we gave him enough run Sunday night. Will Zalatoris, like, I think, I think he might be the best golfer in the world right now. I want us to watch that guy up close and personal a lot more in my life at major champions chips. And I'll just say one thing that was cool. Um, they were doing the press conferences after. And these two drunks. I don't know who they were. You, I pointed them out to you, right? You saw these guys. Like the guy was hammering transfusions. I ended up in like the press conference area. They were probably kids of some important person or whatever. They had some like founders club badges or something. And we talked about how gutted he was, right? He was like, "Oh my god!" Like just, just totally beaten up. Wanted to get the hell out of there. And these two drunks, like kind of a, these idiots, cost him. Yeah, he's walking <laughs> off. He finally got done talking to the press, which he didn't want to do. He's been kicked in the nuts. And they're like, can we get pictures, selfies, or whatever it is? And like, he was uncomfortable and doesn't want to do it. And he stops and he takes pictures. And then they want to do another one, another combination of the two or three. Like, wait, now you take it with him. Now take it with him. And it start, triggered this line of now the scorer, the walking scorer wants to take pictures. Everybody wants to take pictures. And he was just like so good about it. Anyways, a little behind the scenes nugget. I'm I'm really big on Will Zalatoris that he like indulged that as he was so down uh, and obviously watching him hit shots up close and personal shot into 16 things like that. Uh, I just want to make sure we, we pointed that out after Sunday's pod. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, God. Yeah. I, I watched a ton of Zalatoris uh, on the weekend. He's he's got like just the supreme confidence I think is one thing that I take away from him is that, <laughs> is that just like, I think he believes he belongs in that stuff now. Really? And I think he's going to be a guy that's got like, just kind of an intimidating, um, persona inside the ropes where, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of walks ahead. He doesn't, you know, he's friendly to the guys, but he, he's got an edge. And I think that, that yeah. uh, he's going to, he's got to get one. I mean, but he's going to be there and, yeah. and he's not a guy that you really would want to run up against. I think yeah. anybody that sees him in the mix is going to be like, Oh, yeah. fuck. you know? Yeah. 
I just I just couldn't believe these drunks, the gumption. I thought they were going to start asking questions in the press conference. Uh, they were close to it. Uh, anyways, if it was Stein, he was his agent or something, he would have body checked these guys before they ever got the these pictures I'm milling about next to the uh, press conference. All right. Uh, one thing Will Zalatoris has had issues with, status, getting on the PGA Tour. He's probably not someone, now that he's there, that will have trouble maintaining that status, even though... It looks like that's being shrunk. It seems like the, the tent is getting smaller. The J.J. Henrys of the world are being kicked to the curb uh, in a way. What a, what a day. What a day, I have to say. Do you feel vindicated? Yes, I do. I um... Do you feel like you're... you're- you're putting your, you're steering the ship. Put it, we're putting our thumb on the scale and inside the boardroom. I've only been yelling credit. about this for three fucking years. Um, the tour is finally getting a little bit more aware. I think that you could poke a lot of holes in what they're doing. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's. But talk about it. Let's, I, this I is the know. direction I have to applaud them on. Actually, going in the direction, making some structural changes. <clears throat> this is, I think. You can say a lot of things about live, but this is the you benefit can. of competition. This is the benefit of what happens anytime you're a business and you have competitors is that you can't just trot out a shit product. You can't trot out in a good old boys club where everybody pats each other on the back because there's real threats and you know, the live thing is really, you know, the Saudi Arabian angle of it is really bad. But the fact that there's actually a competitor in the room, that there's somebody that the tour has to Force to look at it yeah. and, and get better because of is really, really good for the golf fan. I and mean, this, this is, is not the end. This is not I, I, I would love to get into the details and how, you know, you could poke some holes and be like, you know what? Is this is this better? But yeah. The fact that 70 guys instead of 125 will have status is way better. Um, So that's the big announcement. 70 players starting next year. uh, End end of the 2022-23 season. So yeah. Next year. I guess that's next year. There Um, will the huge changes. Eamon Lynch reported this. Huge changes to the FedEx Cup and the structure of the tour. So the big... The big one will be 70 exempt players. The FedEx Cup, and this is going to have a huge impact. Like the FedEx Cup standings will actually matter. 70, I think it'll matter way more. more. I mean, like it, it will be, it, it'll actually be like making the playoffs in, in, in any other sport where you have to be a good player, you know, to make them. You have to have a good, very good season. Like making the, top 70 of the FedEx. So top 70 of the FedEx cup will go to the playoffs and earn full exempt status on tour as opposed to 125. This is a drastic change. Yeah. It's a significant, it's approximates the the old system, right? The 60, I mean, 60. Yeah. Yeah. Approximates that. So 70 get into the FedEx cup. That's the FedEx St. Jude 50. Then go the BMW, the second round, the old Western open is now 50 guys. Uh, and then the top thirty sad, go to sad. go to Eastlake. Can we can we cut the Western Open out? Can we just reestablish the Western Open? We could. Maybe that could become one of these new uh, elevated. And it's actually in the far west. 
I don't know where that would be. There's international events, right? I guess it's going east and, and uh, farther east. Um, <clears throat> all right. So you got 70, 50, 30. Uh, so 70 retain their cards. People who get bounced have to like duke it out in some fall series, right? To, to improve their status, retain their status. I assume there'll be different levels, you know, 70 to 100 have, you know, a better chance to get back, right? And, and duke it out in the fall, some sort of fall arrangement. While the top 50 who qualify for that BMW earn spot in a lucrative three event series to be held overseas next fall, 2023. They're in Asia, Europe, and the Middle East in consecutive weeks. I missed that part. So three weeks in a row in Asia, Europe, and the Middle East with purses of $20 million each. So it's sort of like the, uh, the bunny bags circuit there. The three-week kind of junket. Um, so in addition to those three new vol- fall events, the fi- there are five existing PGA Tour events recategorized with these boosted $20 million purses. And it's unclear if those top 50 guys only, I mean, I guess that can't be right. They can't have a 50 man field at these Genesis, Arnold Palmer Memorial, along with the match play and the century TOC are going to get recategorized with uh, extremely boosted purses. So you have five existing. The tournament three of in champions the is a, an odd one to have in here. Yeah. So, I mean, all those are in the first half of the year, and three of them are before the Masters. Well, you know, I think the big thing Genesis. is the playoffs. Right. You know, it allows them it allows them to have those events and still tell FedEx that the playoffs are the big kahuna. Yeah, I, sure. sure. Like, we're all building towards the playoffs, but so th- we know that really it still will be an afterthought. It, it'll be way better, though. It'll yeah. be significantly better they still haven't gone all the way and fixed the final but i do love that the playoffs are changing once again there's another change to the to the playoffs no word on the shadow leaderboard if that's maintained assume the shadow leaderboard is still around it's still a net it shouldn't they shouldn't have to do that now like it should just be a reset like that's that's actually i think one of the beautiful things about this is you you know you cut down to top 70 you don't wor- have to worry about Heath Slocum coming and ruining the party. Like top seventy, like mm, top yeah. seventy is a legit year. I agree. Which you know what? I think of all this thing, you're the top fourth of you, of the tour. If you're you, top seventy, yeah. I think one thing that I, I really like about this is it may create some like, I mean, beyond like the money money grab circuit. There's gonna be some big guys who aren't in that top seventy who might have to play for some shit in the fall. That's and what that, I'm that saying. Could, you know, we talk about that all the time with like KFT finals and last day of Wyndham and things like that. Um, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm not suggesting these are going to be huge ratings or, or huge stakes deals, but you know, adds a little spice to the fall if you got. I know Ricky Fowler's the one we always throw out there, but somebody like that who had a shitty year. And has got to play in the fall. That's a big brand name to to keep going. I don't know. It adds a little spice to the fall for sure. Uh, All right. So outside outside the top 70, Fitzy, your U.S. Open champ, was 73 last year. Jolie D, Bubba, um, Adam Scott. You know, you get the legit names. You know? It's unclear what the sort of 
regiment will be though for them getting back in now it could be just like now where you know if they're 70 to 100 they're guaranteed 12 starts or something the next year anyway so it's like i, I don't know it's still unclear how bad they're gonna have to fight in the fall to get back on tour. I'd, I'd on also one thing that wasn't clear is like how corn ferry tour and the year maybe the european tour yeah i want to get work that, into yeah. this yeah. right that I think those are those are two kind of big parts of this. Do you um, feel like the tour has momentum now? This this PR, this constant PR battle between the Saudi uh, to live and the PGA Tour. Like, is this going to work? It feels like I worry that we're just like making WGCs again. Like we've always talked about how money does not imbue significance, importance, interest entertainment in any way i was i was super down on everything yesterday yeah i didn't i thankfully didn't you know voice my public uh opinion at the time it's almost like i have gotten a little bit smarter and with age you know waiting waiting for the uh you know, I wasn't happy because it's it it was. I felt like, oh, we're just gonna throw money at the issue. But they, I think, what they're doing here is they're in is smart in the sense of they are addressing the competitive issue and and with that top seventy thing that that is competition. You got to make the playoffs. Like that is, it's not necessarily easy. It's not a foregone conclusion that top guys will make the playoffs. You could have, you know, injuries matter, like all this. And there are a lot of things that we need to see, you know, with in terms of, you know, what is, how are they going to handle wins? Is it still going to be a two year exemption? If that's the case, that that's bullshit. It does. You shouldn't, that should not be the case. What should it be? Um, No, it shouldn't be anything. You should just (laughs) like, I mean, a win. If I, if I win a big game and if I win a big game in December in, in, in the NBA, if I win a big game in December in the NFL, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, good for you. You won that big game. You get like, you know, it, with golf, you get the points. Yeah. So it's you you already get rewarded for that. Right. Um, you shouldn't get rewarded 22 months later for that win. That's right. idiotic, especially with how fickle golf is. But I think the big thing here is they address they this system makes the makes the league significantly more competitive. And I think that at at the crux of what the PGA Tour needs to be. What they need, we just talked about this last week. You can't like what the what the U.S. Open and the majors have. You can't replicate because the tournaments matter so much. But this makes every PGA Tour event matter way more from January till September or August, right? Yep. Really, yep. And then that other season matters a lot for a group of guys. And that's so the time of year when when really only the diehards are watching anyways. So yeah. I think I'd like I really like the the direction of this. I don't think that they are out of the woods yet and no. we haven't even talked about Brooksy going. We're going to. I mean, um yeah. We'll, we'll but, see who even is available for that 70. I But I, I just so, want to point out your big thing here is the cut to 70 cuz the the three event cash tour is getting panned a bit like this is like what there's no creativity in this um it's just throwing money at the issue which like it kind of creates like a second playoffs 
It's 50 guys going to Asia, the Middle East, and Europe for three weeks for $20 million. Listen, it's it's know. another point of every event matters more because it's the top 50, right? You're, you 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 earn that spot. I mean, why? Is it, OWG, less, is it OWGR or FedEx? What do you mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's FedEx. If you get to BMW. Listen, I again, I think this is a smart in the sense of like if you were going to structure it a certain way, this is a smart move because you've gotten, you know, the you get the effectively. <coughs> it, it puts emphasis on every event. More emphasis like is earned spots. And if you're fighting this tour, that's just throwing heaps of cash at players, older players, you know, younger, unproven players like that's what they're fighting. Right. Is is guys that are kind of washed. They've gotten some guys that aren't washed. I want I want to clarify that. But if you're fighting this tour where nothing matters, right, you know, it, it's a kind of like a hit. The best way is to lean into your strengths and what their strengths are is competition, um, you know, in, in earning spots. And I think that's one thing this does well. Yeah, I, I, it I, feels like we're, we're pretty high on this. More than I, a lot of people are panning it as as it's just you're just adding cash and adding more events. We need less golf. We need less, you know, just throwing money at the problem isn't doing it. But I, I think like for me, the cut to 70, it, it feels like a substantial overhaul. It's cutting the fat. It's trimming the fat in a way that they needed to. Uh, now, we should say. These are all still like proposals stage, right? It, it's kind of Eamon reported. It's what was put to the policy board on Tuesday night in Connecticut. You know, you got to <clears throat> there's accusations that they're they're finding the bag that Phil alleged was hidden under the moat at uh, Ponte Vedra. But I don't know that that's the case. Like this isn't like they're not coming forth. So with it like says four billion dollars like the Saudis. It's just it's, it's it says adding they, some sugar. The I just uh, happened to stumble across the full letter to the tour players. Yeah, yeah. Um, these increases, I literally got this a second ago. Um, yeah. These increases will be funded by sponsor support and supplemented in the short term by the operating reserve. Eh, so that's a little bit of cash, but it's not like, look, it's like $60 million or less than $100 million being thrown in there. Just wait till they wait till they finally realize they can they should just end the champions tour. <laughs> Not if Jaime has anything to say about it. Um okay, and so I, I got I stumbled across a really good analogy. I I wrote this thing and maybe I'll f- further it, it, you know, the problem with writing about live is a lot of stuff that you write ends up irrelevant like six hours later. Um wow. I was Welcome to I was, the world of golf writing. I was sitting on a plane yesterday while I was writing this thing and I need to re- kind of rewrite a lot of it because of all the stuff that's happened. And I use this analogy and uh, because the internet wasn't working and I was talking with the guy next to me. He's like, and we just, he was like, I see you use Slack. I work for Slack. And then we started talking. And now you're um, giving them free ads on the top of this podcast. You've been corrupted. All right. Go well, ahead. I was, he was, he was berating me for not using the paid plan. We're free riders using the free plan. <laughs> um, Small <laughs> shop over here. We don't need That's what I was that. saying. I was yeah. like, you know, you'd start, you use every premium uh, offering and you'll go bankrupt. Uh, but the, uh, 
he was like, I I hear this, all this crazy stuff's going on in golf. I'm like, yeah, I'm writing about it right now. But anyways, like, I think the best way I can analogize it in a, in the most simple of terms is that Jay Monahan of the tour owned Jay's Coffee, this longstanding coffee shop that serves their town. You know, the town, the residents are the players, right? And yeah. this coffee shop's been the only game in town for years. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, we've got we've got uh, beheaded roasters opens up across the street. Bonesaw Roasters. Bonesaw Bonesaw Roasters opens up across Bonesaw the street. Baristas. All right. And Jay's Coffee is obviously pretty pretty worried. Like Jay's Coffee's like, oh God. You know? got some private equity money behind them. Lot, yeah, what, what's going to happen? You know, but here's the thing: all your cut, all the customers, all the players have this history. This, this good for most part, good feels about Jay's Coffee. Obviously, there's been a few beefs over the years. You know, they've rubbed some people the wrong way. They got a bad cup of Joe every once in a while. Phil, Phil has like a lot of issues with management and you know the the cost and. And uh, Bonesaw Roasters opens up and they got a different kind of bean and they are offering coffee at, at absurdly cheap prices the for, the, the for customers. Bun. For customers, the coffee is cheap. But yeah. in, in, in golf, the relation of that is they're just handing out money. And, you know, Jay's Coffee is like, you know what? Any one of our customers that goes over there is banned. That'd be idiotic for a coffee shop to do rather than like, think about it from a sense of, Hey, you know, we got to let these people go over there and try it and just hope that they come back. They hope they like our coffee shop. They've been coming here for years. They're going to come back. Right. But I think your analogy breaks down. No, but the reality is the beans over there are probably better. The coffee's better. It's cheaper. And that's going to force Jay's Coffee to change. And at this point, we're seeing what Jay's Coffee is having to do to compete in a competitive marketplace. That's fine. Yeah. This is this is the reality. Jay's Coffee is going to get better, and they still have the history, the good feels of people coming to that coffee shop all the time. So what they need to do, and what it seems like this is the first step. Hopefully, this is the first step. There are still a lot of things they need to address. This is the first step in getting Jay's coffee up to snuff and and having a real actually a chance to compete against Bonesaw Roasters. All right. Well, if you want a chance to compete out there on the golf course, maybe it's time to get on the level playing field. Give yourself Look a chance. Look at this segue. With the USGA handicap index. How about that? I'm getting I think that's my new challenge as a podcaster, the the segues. Uh, we forgot the call to action last time, which is probably a, a critical part of these these you know. Ad- we got we got feedback that said, "Hey guys, Wadden here are all Mike all, Wadden, I I'm afraid to, I'm I'm honestly afraid to talk. I I will without a doubt say the wrong thing, but we forgot we got feedback." And then let's no, just say number it. one thing was we forgot to use, call, you're not you're, supposed to use the term gin apparently mike Wan used it in his and our first ad read within five seconds don't say the word gin don't say the word gin andy gin i don't know i don't know what the difference anyways 
Go to USGA.org. Get a handicap TFE. We just said the word "gin" a lot more again. I hope we're not well, in trouble. Mike Wan said it he in did. his address to the you and I to both the greater at each press other right away after getting in trouble at the last head read. Like you hear him just say "gin." Uh, USGA.org slash get a handicap TFE. Look, this is like this is very like the actual substance of this is these used to be hard to get right. You had the Wanda Club. There was it was sort of this nebulous process to get signed up that maybe it was intimidating if you're just average joe uh but now there's access the internet is a great place most of the time and and you can get these online you don't have to go to your club pro shop and punch it in it's just a lot easier there's an app um it levels the playing field when you want to play with your friends family i got invited on a whim to a member guest this week i couldn't go of course but i needed a handicap and i had one ready and like you just need it in your holster i have it in your pocket i'm ready still to getting go. used to entering scores and keeping score again I, 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 well i'm like i'm two two scores short i played a ton of rounds i've been playing retro clubs i have a ton of questions like i've been playing retro clubs yeah like persimmon and you know like do I just enter scores? Is that is that because I could put the modern clubs, I could put the club champion fueled clubs in. Is my handicap disingenuous there? I, I've I've been having these hurdles. I played a little par three deal with my kids yesterday, first day back. Like I didn't I know. Saw that. Am, I, am I supposed you're to growing, add that? You're growing the game. <laughs> Out there right. growing the game. Well, I did I did go off about the cost in the pro shop. <laughs> Hey, and the time I, it took. Can to we play, do a quick whatever. segue here? Yeah, go ahead. Is one <laughs> of the unintended, uh, it's an unintended consequence, but really a great thing is that Liv is officially killing the term growing the game. Like, is growing the game going to be. be a taboo uh, no, saying after no, this? It's unkillable. <laughs> it's unkillable. There are so many hucksters and people trying to justify their jobs and positions and ideas in this world of golf that that will never go away. That is unkillable. I'm sorry. Girl, the game it's un- it's, it's un- an unassailable term. It's, it's, it's having a bad moment, bad year. Like uh, uh, it's down, but it's never out. And that won't I, go away. I I'm will sorry. say in terms of growing the game, Handicaps do grow the game because it allows you to compete with anybody. It's legit. And I just say, again, my whole thing is access. Like you can go get it really easily and just kind of keep track of like, are you getting, I I love getting the revision emails after I put a score in like it. I don't know. It's just an interesting, good thing to to look forward to go to usga.org slash get a handicap, or you could do get a handicap TFE. I guess, you know, that tracks it we get anybody in there but usga.org slash get a handicap tfe it's time get back in it uh and go get a handicap not again apparently um all right so we've talked about the tour's response part of this comes uh as a you know in a week that brooksy has bailed for live abraham prancer honest abe has headed to the saudis as well he's Uh, run dashed over there He's <laughs> do you, yeah, what do you prancing. call his run a prance or a dash? I think it's a it's dash. not a dash. No, it's not a dash. Get the hell out of here. It's not a dash at all. Um, so he's headed there. I, 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 I have a lot of thoughts about Brooks. A lot of it involves foul language, which, you know, we've already used on this podcast. 
I just think, you know, it was, he's a really, he's full of shit. Basically he's full of false bravado. He's full. He's incredibly disingenuous. And this has nothing to do with like, I won't even get into like the sports washing aspect. Like this could be some other great thing that he's going to. And I don't think that's necessarily the case, but he's just kind of, he's like, he's just fake in a lot of ways. And maybe incredibly thirsty. Um, He was great there in the majors for three, four years. And I'm not saying he's not anymore, but he's, he's really cares about image and, to the point where he really had his exit interview with the PGA tour, like every year, like, it was like, what do you want to do? What, did, what did you do this year? What can we do for you next year? What's one goal you didn't achieve? It's like every year he wanted to be in the body issue. That was his thing. He always said, I want to be in the body, get me in the body issue. Like, I don't know. He's just got, and, and this was, and this is a bullshit get move. Along well together. This is, <laughs> this is a bullshit move. As Eamon wrote, he was telling tour players confidants even this week he was going to be part of like a pga tour stance against live um i know that yeah i don't know i i think he's it's interesting that he's going to a place where they tell him what to do and how to operate at all times we always know we know of that you know sort of the infamous confrontation with whatever the knight or the noble or the baron on the green at saint andrews of the rna and he says i don't give a f who you are you know when Majed and, and the other guys who lead the PIF tell him he's got to be here, here, and here, and do this, that, and the other, um, it'd be interesting. He seems to be kind of a hard ass that goes against authority in that way. Anyways, I just thought this was a, a chicken shit move on his part. He did it after, like everybody else had gone and taken the heat and had to answer questions at the U.S. Open about 9-11 families and things like that. It just, I don't know. He, and then he gets pissed at media for even bringing it up. Uh, it, it's just, it, he's just kind of full he's fake in a lot of ways yeah you know what what he was a couple years ago i felt like he was being really honest and at this point now it feels like it's just all been a shtick the whole time you know when he would say things about (laughs) about tour golf and you know i think there were always truths to it but you know it's a really really bad look especially when you when you when you look at his responses to questions last week, where like yeah. I'm, I'm just trying, I haven't even given it thought. Oh, you haven't given it thought, but then on on Tuesday of the following week, you you go, you know, this he, is and as Eamon pointed out, he hates Norman, he hates Phil, he, but then he's fist bumping Phil, and Eamon mentioned this on the column, fist bumping Phil, and just sort of <clears throat> coming, jumping up on their laps like a little puppy dog. <clears throat> I don't know, it's just like. So money must have been that good and that's fine. I'm not, you know, kind of castigating him for that part of it. It's just, he's someone who, I don't know, present, cares a lot about his image and presents it, you know, in sort of shifting ways, depending on the moment or, or the person. Listen, he's always said he wanted to be an, an athlete, another sports athlete. And here he gets his guaranteed money. He also gets an owner that's going to tell him exactly what to do and, and, and what he has to do and, and what he has to show up to. And I think for Brooksy, it's going to be a rude awakening. I think, you know, uh, I, we talk a ton about how there's no proxy for fans really um, with golf. And that's a downside to like how it's, how it's shown, how it's broadcasted, how the system has been put in place. Um, You know, he's going to make 
probably considerably more money when he goes over there, but he's lost a lot of his freedom as a uh, as a human being and uh, <laughs> and somebody who's quite prickly, who has a lot of injury issues. It's going to be interesting to see how Liv, if he says, you know, my knee's not not feeling good. Like what yeah. happens? Like what what happens right. with that? He's a guy that, you know, the last couple of years has WD'd and, and been on the shelf a little bit more than he's been on the on the on the course. And how does I, I think this is a really fascinating subplot of this is how does how is that handled by the public what, investment the WD? fund? Like yeah, the, like the injuries. I can't play for a month and a half or two I, months or and like we haven't gotten much clarity to to what the issues have been. And I'm not saying that they're these are make believe issues. Like, but when you've got a sore back like JT this week and you WD and it's just a sore back, it's not like Hey, you know, I need surgery or I'm recovering from surgery. How does Saudi Arabia handle that? And and what happens to your pay? I'm sure it's in a lot of provisions of the contract, but like it's a it's and just a lot a of these events come in before majors too. Yes. Like a, London was right up against the major. If you have a sore back, are you what's the plan there? You know, are you resting for the major or are you told to play? It's just a compelling thing, and, and it and it really comes to the forefront with Brooks because he has been unavailable more than he's been available. And can he actually play fifteen tournaments next year and four majors? Like, can he do that? Um, I would guess probably not. One thing back to the tour. Yeah, I really think they need to remove the ban at this point. They need to walk it back. <laughs> I think they should let these guys play and they should just say, we're the best tour in the world. And I don't, I know, I know you say that and you said they were sort of making, making that in the coffee analogy, but like, I, I I'm not like arguing that uh, on the merits, but I think like they're constrained by their actual operating agreements and philosophies. Like they have sponsors. They got to answer to, it's not just a c- coffee shop. Like they, what do they tell rocket mortgage and FedEx and all these other, like you say, these letting, guys like, might go show to Saudi up. Arabia and the guys are going to go to Saudi Arabia because there's a $25 million purse that week. Are they though? Anybody. Like, here's the thing. They might want to, they might, uh, you know, if they're not getting OWGR points, like I think you retain more strength. You can't ban these guys. You just can't do I, it. It doesn't seem like they can't. It doesn't seem like they necessarily are yet. But I, I think they have to come with some sort of teeth. And uh, whether those are that actually I just, have sharp teeth right now. I think I they should lean into being the most competitive tour. Like that's the only the only strength. Well I know, but that, that, I'm saying like the actually. whole it needs to be top down. I don't I don't yeah. think the bands are smart, smart business move. It's the coffee shop. Like, right. You gotta, you gotta show people that they shouldn't be playing anywhere else. Make the, make the Saudi tour be, a just an afterthought, a place where washed guys go that can't hack it on do your. You feel tour. like it's, it's, it's still that, or do you feel like they're, they're making real progress here? I, I would be surprised if Brooks and Bryson, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Brooks and Bryson aren't playing golf anymore in like six years, are done with professional golf, and part of that may be the cash they're getting in this, but, um. I, I obviously they have they are attracting players. They have Reed, Bryson, Kepka. That's a little more than the sort of the aging Euros. Um, 
I'm not I saying know. it's it's a I failure. think they're making they're making progress. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. um I think the answer one is notable. I saw Joe Lamagna making this point like that's a that's an international player. Now, if they get an Asian player, all of a sudden they have a Japan team, a Mexico team, Australia team, like that becomes sort of a really compelling thing if they start right? Like yeah. You, you have what's the what's the South African? What's the team name that won? Stingers. Stingers. Like they start <laughs> Becoming, you know, an Abe, honest Abe recruits a Mexico team and there's a Japan team with a Hideki leading it kind of thing. That starts to get really interesting. I, I still, I to, uh, they I haven't. Want, can gotten, I ask you? Uh, go ahead. What team do you think honest Abe? So Stingers, obviously they're, they're gone. We're going to talk about Brooks and, and Abe. All right. Crushers. That's Peter Uline's team. Kind of feels like that could be Brooks's team, right? Could be, yeah. The, that might the, be where he's headed. It's got like the dumbass logo with like the skull, the ball. Yeah, it's like cracking. Feels perfect for yeah. him, right? <laughs> Smash is obviously, or I think Smash, Smash, Smash is, is earmarked Bryson. for Bryson because it's got science and stuff. We'll talk about this another time. <laughs> what about you know? Is uh, is Torque could be a Brooksy landing spot, right? Torque is Taylor. Gooch, right? I'd be surprised if he gets bumped off. The Majestics like long... are obviously set. That's uh, the Brits. Four aces is DJ's cliques. That's uh, that's Graham McDowell. You think he's holding on to his team? Graham Graham McDowell. He's an idiot. I don't know if they have something on him. The Saudis. <laughs> um, that was the other thing. People are. Asking me if the Saudis had blackmailed Brooks because he reversed so quick, oh. like legitimately asking. But McDowell is like DMing everybody and their mother, it's telling them you're on the wrong side of this. He's working hard behind the scenes and in front on on Twitter. But go ahead, what were you gonna say? Oh, it, 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 McDowell's the Nibblicks. Cleeks is is Keimer. Keimer. That's Do you right. think he holds on to a team? Seems Probably. like a big name. Although right? he's hurt all the time. Did he just WD from the open, U.S. Open because of a back? I don't know. Punch, punch is Wayne Ormsey. So that one's that He's one's gone. Free. that one's free. <laughs> so Ormsby. punch, punch is an available one. Smash is gone. High flyers is taken. Fireballs is, let's see, fireballs is uh, <coughs> Sergio. Sergio. So that's taken. I don't know. You know, I don't know punch. who's. Obviously, Brooks. Brooks seems like Crushers is his team. Yeah, right? maybe Abe answer takes punch. He's a little guy punching out of the woods. I don't know. I don't know what the. I, I don't know what the. Does not hold on to his team? Yes. Yeah. He's signed on for four years. I think he's got a. I think Torque is available. I don't think Taylor Gooch is is a long term solution there at the top of Torque. We'll get into this for Portland, which is next week, right? <coughs> we got. We might have to send Garrett over there. Yeah. Garrett feel bad for him. Feel bad dish. for him sending over there, but are there pumpkins to. everywhere? I want him. That's what I want to know. Is why I want him to investigate where the pumpkins are. Yeah, uh, is that uh, where pumpkins are grown? I don't know. Maybe All I right. could drive up. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. You I are could get up there. Escape the 97 degree heat. Head north. I mean, it's the, just uh, a short, like 11 hour drive. That's. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So Brooks is gone. I think we've hammered that enough. We'll get to him next week, too. Other news. This is just chock full of news before we get the schedule for the week. Nick Faldo stepping away. Trevor Immelman stepping in. 
Good for uh, Trevor. And you know, the the CBS will continue its lineage of having the best best uh analyst in the game because Azinger is inept and I think Trevor Immelman's done done a good job. I really like good job. Yeah. You know, full disclosure, he's somewhat of a friend of the program. We've talked to him. He's but I think he sort of gets it, right? Yeah. I, I think he gets kind of all angles of the game. He's a, a he's in pro. tune too. Like he's not that far removed from playing. He's right. he's like closer to appear than Faldo. Like, you know, I think he I, gets all the pit perspectives, all the competing perspectives and, and sort of isn't sort of living in a echo chamber. And, something and I've been thinking about yeah. just from from our experience at the, at the US Open is how how little time the people that that analyze golf and call golf spend actually on the ground watching golf. You know, well, they, they can't. Yeah, they watch it through the lens of uh, anybody on TV watches it through the lens that you 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 yourself watch it. And I think that one of the things about Trevor with, especially with his role with the president's cup is like, he is way more in tune to the, to what's going on um, than say a golf channel analyst that, you know, likes to make lofty proclamations about what's going on, but spends zero time on the ground um, seeing what's going on as as well as, you know, Azinger who, who doesn't, you know, the thing about it is when you're, a lot of these guys that are major champions and had great careers, like, you know, you take the analyst job because you don't want to grind. And I think that uh, Trevor's one of the guys that does actually grind. Uh, there was a lot of like speculation that Faldo was going to live because he talked about stepping away full time. I that may come to fruition. I don't think that's the case. I'm not sure he was. Uh, I'm not sure this was by his own choosing. Let's we'll put it that way. Sorry, getting. I started hearing about this back in February that this was his last year, and I got it pretty good on on this week saying the announcement was imminent. Um, I guess if I was a reporter, I would have done more on that, but I'm not. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't think he's going to live. I don't think this is a live play. It may turn into one, but uh, I don't know if he was bumped out. He wants to just go spend time in Montana or what, but. Uh, Go listen to our Faldo spotlight. Real appreciation of the player. I think the announcing has sort of colored like his career in a yeah. way, right? People I think just that's love one to tweet things. angrily about the broadcast, and, and Faldo is often a subject. But I would, I would go back and listen. I to I think our the same thing happened to Johnny. Like <clears throat> when you go in, yeah. you go into that chair. All of a sudden, like the second half of your career is not like this, like fond nostalgic memory of your greatness. It becomes yeah. like what you are as an analyst, and that right. becomes like the what you are. And right. it, it's uh, yeah, like with uh, with with Valdo. I think that was the issue with Valdo, though, right? Like you you listen to him, and you're like, this guy won six six fucking majors, like, and and I haven't picked up anything insightful for from him for months. I will say, I picked up a great bunker tip from him recently that's really helped me out. Well, he said. Oh, he, he was talking about how to hit um, like a really high bunker, soft bunker shots, short sided. I rewinded yeah. the TV like four times. I couldn't believe it. And then I went out and tried it and it, it like it worked wonders. He talked about how when you want to hit that high, soft bunker shot, like to short sided pin and you're close is you want to just create a ton of speed on the way down and stop your swing right at right after impact. 
like accelerate yeah. through, but have a really short follow through. <clears throat> and literally I like tried it. And I couldn't believe it. The way it came out, I'd like, I'd never seen a bunker shot come out that window. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I go, I can't believe it. Faldo, <laughs> Faldo gave me something. It was like, that was a six time major insight right there. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I've been hitting bunker shots. I've practiced, you know, hundreds of hours over the course of my life of hitting bunker shots. And I, I, I wouldn't have gotten that without a six time major winner telling me that like a, <laughs> a teacher, you know, a yeah. guy that teaches for a living. I've never heard a teacher say something like that. And like, yeah. here it is. Here it is. Teacher Twitter and your mentions now. Oh, we always say that. All right. Uh, uh, you got Northwestern in your mentions. Uh, actual Northwestern Northwestern. Athlete. Actual. Like really Northwestern. The cats. The cats are coming out. Sensitivo over there in Evanston. That's preposterous. He was there. I said they're going to retire his number. For uh, put him in the ring of honor. It's number of days he was on campus. We know it's you know in the double digits. It wasn't triple uh, days on campus. I feel bad so. for Luke Donald. Erasure, Luke Donald erasure. Yeah, Look, like it's just, fine. <laughs> that fits. Look, he claims Fitzpatrick, or he, he claims Northwestern. That's fine. You, you know, everybody has a cup of coffee somewhere, and they become fond of a place. But like that, Northwestern is claiming him. I think is where I, I have more of a amusement look it's uh, do i think it's the end of the world no i don't give a shit like it's fine but uh, it's, i'm just amused by the whole thing all right uh last bit of news our to follow though by the way uh, end of an era but last bit of news rna is allowing all qualified players to play this comes out wednesday not a surprise have no real grant comment on that they couldn't it's like the u.s open they couldn't all of a sudden pull back <laughs> on published criteria so you'll see louis and phil and all the boys over at the old course and hopefully tiger all right let's get to it we're at the 45 minute mark or 50 minute mark your schedule for the week it's a busy week we talked about it already uh starting on the uh let's start chronologically european tour coffee golf of the bmw international open i'm not going to do notables bmw international open that's a pretty good european tour event for european tour that's in the morning 6 30 a.m to noon I, i mean it has some power Right, it's got a luxury Does it have live guys in it? it? Luxury car, yes. So that's the other issue. Pelly, Keith, he's put his put his green colored glasses on. That was a good one. You had some fun with that. Took his blue colored glasses off. That's that's some corny sports writer uh, line there. Um, yeah, so they're not banning players. So Sergio, Louis, all those guys could play if they wanted to. I'm not sure who is, but yes, that, that is ongoing. That also seems to be another big thing that's happening this week. Is the PGA Tour buying the European Tour? We'll find out more. Is, is are the European Tour getting into bed with the Saudis? I don't know. We'll see. We talked about that on Sunday. Toby Tree's playing, too. Toby Tree. Yeah, you got Wade Ormsby's in the field. Yeah. Uh, wasn't Otagwe playing last yes. week? Yes. Oliver Becker. They got a live pairing. They put them all together. Really? Yeah. Becker, Otagwe, Ormsby, Becker in one group. Um, let's see. <coughs> let's see if we can find any more here. Is Sergio playing? I thought Sergio might be. Yeah. Playing. Here you go. Here's another live group. Sergio, Louis, and the Burt Cheeseburger. Wow. How about that? They're really quarantining those chaps. <laughs> Let's yeah, see what else. I like. I appreciate. Graham, oh, here's another one. Keimer. Keimer. 
Larathabal and uh, Lori Cancer. <laughs> they really did it. Um, they could talk strategy. Was Please. Oliver Fisher playing? Yes, he was they, in it. He's out. He broke quarantine. He, okay. They put him with the young Aussie, Elvis Smiley. Prayers. Oh, yeah. Prayers to Elvis. He's like one of the hopes of Australia. They, yeah. They're trying to they're trying to send Elvis to live, maybe. And Epson Kofstadt. What I wonder if he's related to the Epson printer family. <laughs> His first name? Yeah. All right. Continue with schedule for the week. See if anybody <laughs> We All right, Kotsia, K- they didn't quarantine Kotsia, so that's a good sign for, for anybody that's Georgie a backer. Boy. Of Co- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want him, want him eligible to make all those PGA Tour events that he doesn't play. All right, KPMG Women's PGA Championship. That is on from 11 to 3, 11 to 3, and then on Network, 1 to 4 on uh, NBC God, on the weekend. I got to, I got to, I got to, I'm worried about uh, about how the close proximity that they put the Keimer group to, the to to bob big shot bob mcintyre that's the guy we can't no. have fall he's come out unequivocally <laughs> saying like ripping those guys and like, they really put a, rip, but so did brooks I tea time was. right next to uh rasmus hogard <laughs> well, one one Scary. benefit is they're in the same area as is laird shepherd i think laird if he was smart he'd go cash in <laughs> another week another laird drive by all right, at least it's not at the live show, USGA live show this time. All right, the women's PGA. Is All right, that your event, of, event the week? of the week. Yeah, this is the event of the week. Congressional, Congressional. right down the street from me. I'll be going over there. It's uh, looking really fantastic. Nellie Corda is, uh, I think, obviously, she's on the mend from uh, the health champ. issues. Defending champion. She was in contention last week. It kind of got uh, you know, swallowed up because of the great U.S. Open, uh, which is why. None of these tours should have events running against the, each other's majors, just like the tour shouldn't have an event running against this women's major. Like that's the way golf should really work together to elevate all aspects of the game. But this is an event of the week. This should be a great event. You got Jin Young Ko. Obviously, big storylines will be Jin Young Ko, Nelly Korda, uh, and then obviously Minji Lee, who's been the best player in the world at this point uh, of the season. But Congressional, uh, this is the first look at a course that is going to be hosting tons of championships in the near future. It's been near and long, near and long term future. Yeah, it's been completely overhauled uh, by Andrew Green. I think it it is loads, loads better than the last time we saw it when Rory McIlroy just, you know, just carved it up. Really, really just might have been the first killing the first. It might Rory. The other thing of all the thing, great things he's done, getting rid of Green's books, you know, being the Panavidra's knight and, you know, speaking out about Liv, maybe the greatest thing that Rory did was put a bullet in, in, in the Reese Jones uh, architectural, uh, you know, admiration and championship Philosophy. golf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With, with what he did to Congressional in, in uh, 2011. So the, uh, this golf course is wide. Uh, they've doubled. We we have a fried a fried egg pod going up Friday with Pete Went, the uh, great superintendent at Congressional, uh, head of ground, director of ground. I don't know. They all have different titles, but you know, <laughs> I gotta look it up before I record the intro. But uh, <laughs> head of gr- agronomy or whatever you want to call ground, oh, Pete. He's great. But anyways, Fubak they've they the got double double the short grass. Uh, the greens are are wild. 
I, I, I thought like, the greens I think, were awesome. I'm an amateur here on the, but as, as I walked off that course, I was like, that is really fun. I really enjoyed the greens there a couple weeks ago. I went when it was in construction and then I played, uh, this year, I think this year, maybe last, no last fall. Um, but I went during construction. And I uh, the only thing I could say to Andrew was like, "How are you getting away with this? Like, how are they letting you build this?" Um, and it's pretty cool. Um, it's a temperamental membership that yeah you know, has takes and opinions for sure. The way I would kind of sum up the question, uh, the the course is, it's a course that is constantly asking questions. There the multitude of questions. And those questions aren't necessarily the most difficult questions. It's not, can you hit this drive into 15 yard landing area? There's some space. Like they aren't necessarily like the most difficult questions, but they are relentlessly asked and you're bound to miss questions. And so I think what, what that translates to championship golf, it's a golf course where you can make a ton of birdies. You can make seven birdies. But it's really a, a hard golf course to to get out, out through there with unscathed. You're going to make bogeys. You're mm-hmm. going to find yourself on the wrong side of a big contour that could feed your ball right to the hole for an easy birdie. But if you find the wrong side of that, then all of a sudden you've got a really tough uh, way to make par. And I think that's kind of the the mentality of like an Augusta National. I'm not comparing Congressional to Augusta National, but that same type of <coughs> is like, Augusta doesn't necessarily ask the toughest questions, but it asks the most questions. And and then when you don't answer correctly, that's where it gets even tougher. So uh, congressional, this debut, it's a huge property. It, it should be really fun to see this on television. And it should be like particularly enhanced all the ground contours by a little bit flatter trajectory of the women's best player uh, versus men. Pretty sure par 70. They, they got to be playing. What is it? Six and eleven as fours. So yeah, it, it'll be a, a event of the week. Really, really good watch on, you know, the golf has the golf kind of runs concurrent to all the drama, the free agency and live stuff. This I would say is, is your watch on the weekend. And it, I mean, everybody's like hanging tight to see what happens at the top of Crushers, <clears throat> one to four on NBC. Um, do you think right, Brooks will make any trades once he gets on the team? Do you think he'll be active and free? I could see What's him really leaning he into like being a, a lot of these people, right? That's I, what I'm saying. Like, he could be a temperamental GM. But my whole thing is like they're now all on the same team as Liv guys versus and I thought that was an interesting point. Amen. Amen point. And yeah. That the tour needs its guys to be like, hey man, like they're not just saying F you to Jay Monahan. Like they're taking they're declaring war on you, declaring war on Speed, Scheffler, JT, Roy. They're taking the legal battles and take money out of your pocket. Like they're declaring war on the players. And I think the players are the members, not like, you know, these administrators and executives strolling around the meeting rooms. Like, of course they are on, on that too, but like it is an attack and war on the players. And I think that narrative if you're a PGA Tour kind of backer, should be pushed a little harder, right? And those guys got to come out and pop back, I would imagine. All right, elsewhere, schedule for the week. U.S. Senior Open, that's at Saucon Valley. Uh, another USGA championship right in a row. I think we've gone Women's Open, Curtis Cup, U.S. Open, Senior Open. Do you think Alker's going to... Is that the dominant storyline? Does Alker... I don't know what the storyline is. Alker versus Cheka. <laughs> Versus Perel. 
I was looking at the field, the bunch of like amateur qualifiers and things like that. Um, I don't know if you're a senior, like, I don't, uh, this is like a good thing to try and go qualify for. Oh the, yeah. The, there's only 3000 entrants as opposed to the 10,000. It's the actually, open. it's actually open. Unlike the senior tour, the most closed off yeah. mer- mer- a quote unquote meritocracy in all golf. Right. That's why I'd, I'd prefer it to be like, just like open-ended like to high base point. He loves the grinders. Like, this is where the the Champions Tour has an identity crisis. Is this is a tournament that's open to all the grinders, and that's what makes it quite charming. The other tour, the shit tour, that's just a a dead dead weight lo- holding down the PGA Tour, the Champions Tour, is a closed off game that's open to very tour. very few. The Collegard Classic, literally the shit tour. Um, all right, how about Bob Funk, Robert Funk, Bob Funk? What a name! That's Do you think name. he's related to Fred? Interesting. John Houston's teeing it up. Mr. 93. Fresh off his uh, play at the, what was that? What was he in? He was in the Canadian Canadian Open. Open. All right. So that's your U.S. Senior Open, another major. And then on the PGA Tour, we have the Travelers Championship. I think a good event, a good PGA Tour event. Now, what that makes it overall in terms of golf, it's up to you. But this is what I feel like should exist. It does well, has a real identity. It's really rowdy. That 18th amphitheater, the whole last Where four at? holes stretch. What are we Travelers. talking about? Travelers. Oh. It has a real identity. Well, it's, a not... play, it's the place where history happened. <laughs> Corey Pavin like went driver oh, three wood. I'm not suggesting it's Versus it's Bubba Watson's driver lob wedge. It's one of the sort of rank and file PGA Tour events that's managed to find something, a real identity. And I'm not <laughs> suggesting it's any great shakes, but it, it's an event that I mean, be on the schedule where I don't know. But it, you it talk does, to the right. You talk to the right people, different people. Some people might say that it was the event of the year last year with that that pillow fight oh, playoff. Which people are that you talking to? I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to talk to them if that's the case. I, I'll avoid that conversation. Anyways, that's your that's your schedule for the week. We'll talk more about all these events on Friday. Uh, anything else you have on this uh, Wednesday catch up episode? Miles McConnell, amateur in the. Do you think he's related to Mitch McConnell? No, I don't. I don't. TJ McConnell is that the TJ isn't that McC- the point? That's guard? the Pacers guard uh, yeah all right oh do you have one and done picks for the travelers oh yeah i don't think we did that what who do you bubba have? i'll go bubba is he no he's hurt isn't he he's hurt. Hurt. shit if you go jj henry <clears throat> um i had done no research clearly i'm gonna take uh davis riley oh that's a good pick. i'm gonna take the dial tone the new <laughs> the new new bama dial tone and uh <laughs> <laughs> I like. I mean, I I I spent thirty six holes with Davis Riley at a Western Am, and I got nothing out of him. I was like trying to find what something do you mean? out of him. As a I, I caddy, no, I caddy for my buddy who was playing oh. with him at, at, in the final day of a Western Am years ago. Yeah. I mean, you spent. I spent like ten hours with him, <coughs> and I got zero zero out of it except the thing that I came away with was God, this kid's really fucking good. Yeah. I'll take uh, Seamus Power. Matt guy. Wolf's in the field. Lift boy. Live rumors. Rumors of live. Yeah, Neiman's in the field. Rumors of live. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of guys probably in those meetings that are defectors. Anyways, How about Co Crack? 
Do you want to hear a, a spicy Ricky rumor? Yeah. I heard that Ricky asked for, uh, like, asked for Bryson DJ, DJ. money. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think no. about that? I mean, do, do I you think, think does Ricky? I does know Ricky, la- you're laughing because he's those guys win majors and have won a lot, but like he is this brand name. I don't know. It would make a lot of headlines if you were to live. Ask for it if you were to live and let's operate under the you know DJ uh, Bryson buddies like 150, and Taylor Gooch is 30 40. along with like 30 40 like Nas that that spectrum what what do you offer ricky like 75 right i don't know 60 i mean ricky is demonstrably worse player than nah right now right yeah but that's not what this is about. he'd be These more of the oliver becker range of- player <laughs> he'd be on, he'd be like a rel- if you're if you get saddled with ricky on your team with a guaranteed contract I'd be looking to move him right away. Ricky, Ricky's announced in the field for Rocket Mortgage. He was just announced. Now you know things change and stuff. But it could be the he could be the best player in the Rocket Mortgage field. <laughs> That's opposite whatever. Live Bedminster maybe? No, Portland's opposite John Deere. I think oh. maybe it's Bedminster. Tough, tough go for John Deere. Yeah. All right, that does it. Little Ricky rumor at the end here. Uh, everyone, enjoy your Wednesdays. Enjoy your Friday juniors. We'll be back Friday to talk a little bit, a uh, little bit more beefy, golf, probably beefy boy, burly boy episode on Wednesday. Yeah, well, there's a lot happening. When's the expected. Friday episode going up? I don't know. Maybe we'll give this Maybe. one room to breathe. Maybe we'll Friday might like not exist. Mid morning Friday. We'll see. All right, everyone, enjoy your. Uh, go get a handicap. Get it. Get, yeah. Get in, you know. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna enter some scores this afternoon. Okay, you go do that from your little shed at 97 degrees Central California. It's right, not. We'll talk- it's mostly only be 84 I, today. It's going to be delightful. Dry. It's a dry heat. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Maybe.